The scripture for today is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. be seated. Uh, this text that is before us today is a meaty one. I think Michelle, who just slipped out, would attest to that. There's a lot in here. There's a lot. I, I don't think I've ever preached it in its entirety like this before. I've used it over the course of eight or nine weeks, digging deeply into what these words mean and I would be very tempted to do the same today to dig into the depth and the width and the breadth of this text to expand on the meanings of phrases like poor in spirit to flesh out who those who mourn are to talk about just what to hunger and thirst for righteousness entails to explore what it means to be pure in heart or merciful or meek or a peacemaker. There is a lot here, and if you see my sermon title today, Dig Deeper, you might be surprised right now to hear that I am not, in fact, <laughs> going to dig deeper into all of these individual verses in all of these detailed ways, even though I very much would like to. And why? Well, it's because as we work through scripture this month, we are focusing on the idea of zooming out and seeing a bigger picture. So with that in mind, I want to look at these verses in their original context, the story that's told here of Jesus teaching the crowd of people. I want to look at why the author of Matthew brought those words forward for the community he wrote to, and then what those words say to us today. So first, I mean, picture this. Jesus spoke to an actual crowd of people. And listen to how these 
blessings are phrased. Jesus says over and over again, blessed are, for you will be. Jesus declares that those that he is listing in these statements are these things. He is not giving those who are listening to him a checklist of things to do or people to become in order to be blessed. Jesus declares that this is who those who are true disciples already are. And then Jesus declares that those who are these people will be blessed. It's not conditional. Jesus declares a blessing for those who put their hope in God's kingdom. Now zoom out. Years later, the author of Matthew wrote these words down for an actual community. Throughout his gospel, the author of Matthew connects Jesus' life over and over again to prophecies. And he declares Jesus over and over again to be the fulfillment of prophecies. And in the way that he narrates this teaching, just look at what he does. He places Jesus on a mountain that would be reminiscent to those who heard it of Moses. And he words these blessings in ways that are very reminiscent of some things that the prophet Isaiah said. By doing this, the author of Matthew is telling those who would hear these stories, he was telling them who Jesus is. He is pointing out that the one who stood on that mountain declaring blessings was not just someone simply making observations about the world around him. Not at all. Jesus was declaring, he was declaring in an authoritative way what was. It was beyond prophetic. It was divine. Jesus was looking around a world that was frankly unheavenly and declaring that those who followed him with hope in a kingdom that was heavenly, that they would be blessed. And so Matthew brings these words forward into a community of faith that was facing its own challenges, many of them because of the fact that they were believers. Matthew brings these words forward to them and they too are pronounced blessed. Blessed. No matter how contrary to blessed they were feeling. They were blessed to live in the hope that they had in Jesus. So zoom out again. The words of the gospel are here before us today, and they have something to say to us today. Now, we sit here in 21st century America, and we are inclined to read this text, as we read most of them, as individuals. We might search this text for a blessing that is spoken over us separately. We might look to find ourselves in this list of beatitudes. Am I meek? Am I merciful? 
can I be a peacemaker and get in on this? But again, these teachings are not a set of entrance requirements or a set of characteristics to work our way through. They are declarations about exactly who those who follow Christ are. Now, you may sit there and say, I am not all of these things. I just am not. And at this point, I believe that is where we are on the right track because church, hear this, these are declarations about a community of faith. Spoken first to a crowd of disciples, then to believers within the early church, and now to us. A community of true disciples, Jesus' words remind us, already is these things. Not because the members of a community are trying to check off boxes to qualify for some kind of VIP pass to heaven, but because these things are who we are called to be together as we seek to follow Christ. These things are who we are if we truly follow Christ. Jesus says that the poor in spirit are blessed and the church recognizes herself in the witness she gives to a God who gives all the security and identity anyone would ever need. Jesus says that those who mourn are blessed and the church recognizes herself in her cries of lament for the world and in her work to join God in mission to it. Jesus says, blessed are the meek, and the church recognizes herself in the social principles which she holds dear because God holds them dear. Jesus says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, and the church recognizes herself in her prayers for God's will to be done and in her actions to make it so. Jesus says, blessed are the merciful, and the church recognizes herself in her acts of charity and works of justice. Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart, and the church sees herself in her acts of worship and devotion to her one true master. Jesus says, Blessed are the peacemakers, and the church recognizes herself in her work for reconciliation across all lines that divide us in the earthly kingdom that have no place in the heavenly one. Will we each be great evangelists or mission workers, voices for justice or sacrificial givers, prayer warriors or devout war worshipers? Probably not, at least not all of the time. But together, we are great evangelists, mission workers, voices for justice, sacrificial givers, prayer warriors, devout worshipers, Christians. Jesus said so.
Jesus declared in no uncertain terms who we are and pronounced great blessings upon us. We, as that blessed kingdom, are called to be an active participant in the coming kingdom of God in word and in deed. But sometimes we can lose sight of that because we, as individuals who make up that community, we, we get so wrapped up in the details of our own lives that we too easily become satisfied with being passive recipients of God's blessings. And we as a church can likewise get too wrapped up in the minutia of church life, too secure in our old ways, to see where God is calling us to do a new thing. Too focused on our individual differences to see that the Holy Spirit put us together this way for a reason. Too absorbed with needful but earthly things like bills and property to go outside of our own walls and simply take Jesus with us. The challenge for us is to step back and get a wider perspective on things. And we do that by digging deeper and asking ourselves some hard questions. Questions like, is the Holy Spirit working through us to not only preach the good news, but also to be the good news? Is Jesus' love felt in the hospitality, grace, and compassion for those outside of our fellowship just as much as for those within it? Have we joined God where he is at work in the world, or have we in any way closed ourselves off into a safe kingdom of our own? May we seek the Spirit's guidance as we ask these hard questions. May we zoom out and see ourselves as God already sees us and has blessed us. And may we dig deeper to become more and more fully who Jesus has already declared us to be. Let us pray. Merciful Heavenly Father, you have spoke blessing upon blessing upon blessing over us throughout time. Help us to truly see who we are called to be, who you have put together here in this community, in this time and place how we are stronger together, how we bring each of our own passions and abilities and gifts together in a mighty way. In your name, help us to never stop seeking what you see in us and who we can be. Thank you for declaring us blessed. May we be a blessing 
in this world as we wait and hope for your kingdom to come in its fullness. In our precious Savior's name, we pray today. Amen.